0: Welcome back to How Have You Not Seen That? This is a podcast where we admit to films that we have not seen. The best way to describe it is if you've ever had the experience where you've uh, been at a party or just in a conversation and someone asks you, Have you seen this movie? And uh, in an effort to appear cool or cultured, you just sort of nodded your head. Um, Goodbye. uh, you lie, yeah. uh, but in, in reality, you haven't seen that film. Yes. Last week, Wilson, you admitted you had not seen Terminator Two: Judgment
1: Day. Yeah. So when you introduced, Cross, when you introduced this idea, there were a couple movies that came to mind immediately that I like knew were big gaps. This was the biggest one. This was uh, shocking too. This was yes. a nuke, yeah. right? So I I'd seen I'd seen the first one, and when I was in middle school, and I wasn't paying, I think like middle school or freshman year of high school or something, and I wasn't paying close attention to it and i just like didn't like it that much
2: for whatever reason But well, you weren't paying close attention right
1: so I, so i just like never bothered coming around mm-hmm. to the second one like that that's basically it, it was one. I, of, it was always just one of those movies it's shown
0: for a while like very regularly on tv i'm sure it was it's yeah, yeah, that
1: that doesn't yeah. surprise me. accessible movie. I think
2: there was there were lots of times where I'd walk into a TV store and they'd be playing like the truck chase scene or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, there yeah. are
1: certainly bits and pieces of this that you like, can't avoid. Yeah. It's, right. The like
0: the, ephemera is also kind of ubiquitous. Like yeah. I remember as a kid there being like arcade games and pinball machines. Oh, okay. and oh yeah. It toys. Was, it was and all over. I, didn't,
1: I never, none of that ever connected with me. It was just like this property that was totally outside of my cultural consciousness, and I. Basically ignore it. <laughs> that was that. Do you want
0: to try and run through the plot of? I mean, it's that? not complicated, really. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not. Well. Yeah.
1: So it it's a, it picks up from Terminator One, wherein a killer robot played by Arnold Schwarzenegger is, killed, is sent back in time to kill the mother of the leader of the resistance after an AI takes over Earth and nukes everything in a hell like maneuver. In this one, the time travel that was supposed to only work once works again for some reason, and they send back a different, better robot to kill the actual kid when he's 10, and the formerly evil robot played by Arnold Schwarzenegger is now good because of science, and the time travel thing works another time when it, again, wasn't supposed to work (laughs) only once the first time. Um, And they send Schwarzenegger back to protect the kid this time, which he successfully does, and he murders the evil robot and saves the kid and his mom and kills himself in an act of, I
2: don't know, self-sacrifice, and that's the movie. And they blow up the Cyberdyne headquarters to try to prevent Judgment Day from happening ever again. Yes, they also do that, so
1: they change the future or save the future or something. Or, did you like
0: this movie? Yeah, it was, it was fun. It, like, it I get a, I
1: get why I get why it's you, an action
0: classic. You didn't seem to like love it from the description. No, no <laughs> it's it's goofy.
1: Like it, it's it, it, it's a it's a goofy movie. The if you can poke holes in like the twelve monkeys style plotting that they have going on here, but like that's not the point. Um so, I haven't
2: seen twelve monkeys, I don't know what that means. Uh, in, in that like, really there's like, like
1: a recursive time travel element okay. to it like the, like in the first one you know they have to send the guy back in time yeah. to save the mother and it works out that that guy's the father and like yeah. there's like an infinite you know uh, snake eating the tail kind of plotting to that yeah, and 12 Monkeys does a similar thing.
0: Or the paradox here being that the Terminator comes back to stop the Terminator from
1: being created. Right, exactly. Yeah. It, that, same, same idea. Or like he the, the reason that it was originally created was that he went back in time in the first place and like left behind technology that was used to create Skynet. It's like, well, the the yep. snake keeps eating the tail there, right? That, that doesn't work. But fine, right? Like that. I, I, yeah. That's not I a mean, problem.
2: <laughs> time travel never makes sense. You, <laughs> right, like you have it, to they, do this kind of stuff. Right? They, I, I, I don't mean, identify that. Thing you you like give it a looper that. explanation right. where you just don't think about it too much
1: or like that's the 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 fact that it's recursive is the fun of it right like it that, is that that's the clever thing about the movie it's not a bug it's a feature like i get that i get why this is an action classic like it's it's correctly regarded that way like every all the big fat action sequences are great like they totally still play like they're really well designed it, the, all the most of the CG holds up really well. Like, yeah, it totally works. Linda Hamilton kills it. Like, she's great in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: she crushes this. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a fun mm-hmm. movie. It's a blast. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if it deserves like three or four sequels or whatever, and a TV show. That it got well, it this. made enough money
2: that yeah, <laughs> you yeah know. exactly. You know how
1: it works. Um, but it totally holds up. Yeah, I think it's good. Great, I enjoyed it.
0: Uh, Charles, what was your first experience of this film?
2: I don't actually remember when I first saw it. Yeah, uh, I, don't I just either. feel like mm-hmm. Terminator's been one of my favorite franchises since like forever. But I probably didn't see the first one for a while after seeing Terminator 2, actually. I had the same exact experience. Oh, I like no saw yeah. this one before Terminator 1? For, probably, For yeah. sure, I
0: saw Terminator 2 before 1. Okay. I don't yeah. think I saw one until I was in college, actually. Because one
1: came out in like,
2: 86? 84. 84. I really right, it Mid, mid-80s, I think. Yeah. Okay, I believe you. But this was like, what, 1990? 91. 91? Yeah. Something like that. That's a long gap between the original and the sequel. It's usually, the,
1: or these days, we try to turn them on a little. You well, need yeah. John
0: Connor to be born, and you know, <laughs> yeah. <kids>. Yeah.
1: yes. <laughs> well, really, I think it's because you're working with James Cameron, and he makes a movie like once every ten years or whatever. Yeah, so this is fast for him. Yes, and I guess he was kind of busy with Alien and Aliens in between
2: those. Probably, yeah. Right? Because well, he did. Did he do Alien? No, he did Aliens. Ridley, but Ridley Scott. Scott did oh, yeah, you're alien. right. Yeah. yeah, I meant Alien. He did so. Aliens. but so. I don't know if he did the first he Terminator. Did Okay. So well, he did the first Terminator, yes. Did he? Okay. So you have yeah. Cameron dead.
0: Okay. Yeah. And he wrote it too. Nice. I think. Well he co wrote it. There's a woman that co wrote it with him. I forget yeah. I forget her name. Yeah. But okay. I think it was his wife at the time. I might be wrong. Catherine Baylow? No, no. Okay. A different <laughs> yeah. spouse. Cool. Okay. But I did I did, so, I did this joke. Is all here, so. Um
2: I did joke when the movie was picked that I owned this movie on UMD. <laughs> yeah, which right. I was finding a hilarious like tidbit about my life i guess because like so umd is the exclusive like media format they used for the sony psp the playstation portable and it's like this little disc encased in plastic right i remember these things I guess I got a movie for free with the purchase of a game or something so I got Terminator 2 and I like watched it on a road trip once and it was the, awesome
0: the original like mp3 players were like that no there was a competing format it was a mini I had a mini-disc player yeah because
2: uh, I thought it was just like a cheaper mp3 player and it was uh, it, it was and it
0: just like never went anywhere it was like the it HD DVD it of sucked. its time. I yeah. was in yeah. for a
2: nasty surprise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so did you for this viewing? Did you watch Terminator Two on your PSP? Yes, I pulled <laughs> it back out and watched it <laughs> on my PSP. <laughs> PSP? Yeah, yeah. That would work.
0: I watched the special edition of the movie.
1: <laughs> What's special about it?
0: It just has like a few extra scenes. Okay. And and don't there are, I don't think there's like fifty percent good, fifty percent bad, which is like better than most special editions of
2: movies. Yeah, I noted that yeah. in the version that I got it was missing some of the scenes that I'd seen before, so it must oh. not have been the special edition. Yeah. yeah. I missed so. some of the deleted scenes where like Arnold tries to smile and like yeah. that.
0: I like that scene, actually. There is yeah, there's a scene where he's uh, John is like trying to teach the Terminator to be a little more human. Okay, and he's like, "Look at that guy over there, yeah. like, smile like, again. Yeah. And he like, oh, okay. tr- like tries to like very I, mechanically smile. I think
1: I've seen that scene, but not in this view. There's definitely yeah. reactions yeah. yeah. to that scene. Uh,
2: one scene I like is where they reach the gas station at night for the first yes. time, this and they is debate whether they want to turn off the Terminator and leave him off. And, and so they like pull out his power unit, and they're are debating if they should no, it's destroy it. No, this is like the, his chip, the CPU. It's, yeah, yeah. And they're and uh, like Linda Hamilton is this close to like smashing with Sarah Connor is this close to smashing the CPU, and they have like a little discussion about that. I didn't see it this time, so I don't remember the exact have, discussion. No, you're this. you're generally
0: right. And John like protects the chip like with his body essentially, yeah. and it's it was actually like a good addition to the movie, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Like it, um, it gave John like a lot more agency.
2: Yeah, and they actually put a surprising amount of work into making that scene work because they showed them opening Arnold's head and taking the CPU out, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw the behind the scenes of this, and they actually, so they had him in front of a mirror, and you see in the foreground the back of his head and them pulling the chip out, and in the background or, like, the back of the scene, you see the front of Arnold's face in the mirror. And what they actually did was they had a body double in the foreground, and it's not a mirror. It's just a hole. (laughs) (laughs) and they had Arnold on the other side and the real actors on the other side and they had body doubles mirroring their actions in the foreground to get this scene to work and I thought that was really impressive that they went through that much effort for what became a deleted scene. That's clever.
0: There's a couple of clunkers though. Um, There's one where they try and build um, Dyson's character a little more. Dyson's like the scientist guy who like invents the Terminator essentially. Mm -hmm. He's like working hard on the the weekend and (laughs) uh, his wife um, so he works for EA yeah Yeah. his his, his wife kind of comes in and says like you're not paying attention to your family and you promised to like take them to the to the water park or something mm-hmm. and then he like he finally like gives in and like he like turns to his kids and he's like we're going to the water park and the kids like run in and like hug him and they're like <laughs> yay I don't remember that scene <laughs> yeah. actually it was <laughs> like ooh this is not a good addition to they were correct too yeah to they didn't, that one they don't need to build that character like we get enough of that character in it, like we see him in very limited amounts, but I, I think it's very well acted. Yeah. Um, and just like him sort of like going into the lab and like, you know, there's all these like security protocols that he goes through and sees the Terminator arm. Like yeah. that's like enough for that character. Like it opens it up a lot. Yeah. Uh we don't need this like extra like family man thing. Cause like when he's almost assassinated later
1: his kids are there, his the, there the emotional weight
0: is like in that scene we don't need yeah. to like know that his kids like him That's Yeah, But like, right. yeah. well, when he
1: takes them to the water park they like him oh, yeah. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but he's working so hard to create humanity's destruction look at it yeah radical, isn't it yeah
1: yeah um, yeah I definitely did not see that scene so yeah. I feel grateful <laughs> for that bit
0: do you? I assume you like knew generally the plot of this movie for going yeah. to because it? it's like referenced so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I knew the setup wasn't a surprise. No, none of the, okay. Yeah, I, I could see it was set up that way where it would be yeah. like Schwarzenegger is. It's a reveal that he's the good guy for some of these yeah. people. Yeah, I
0: I wonder if like the original advertising campaign spoiled that. Or I, I I read about Cause, that because it's like done well enough that you like, actually don't know until the moment that Re- Re- everybody did it. know because like yeah.
1: Arnold's condition for making this movie is that he is the good guy and like that exactly. was in all the trades yeah. and like, so there's yeah. no way like so this movie like operates on this weird metal level where like you as you are watching it you're wondering like did you you are also seeing if Cameron like managed to contort his script in such a way that he can meet Arnold's demands which are you know extra textual and like not a part of the creativity of the movie like could he make a movie that still functions while meeting those demands and like so you have that in mind like as you're watching it so it kind of has this meta narrative quality to it Uh, he did like Cameron is talented and he, he got there but no I can't imagine that there are many people in 1991 who didn't know that that schwarzenegger was the good yeah I, I thought i again.
2: read an article that said that uh, cameron was disappointed that the studios made trailers that revealed that arnold was the good guy really yeah okay. i thought i read an article saying that maybe it came out of like interviews or something mm-hmm. i'd have yeah. to look for the source again well,
1: I, I mean i wonder if that was a demand of schwarzeneggers as well because part of their reasoning is that like he's a leading man now right like he's yeah. a box office draw. And if they they can, they will spoil his leading man image if they now make a new movie where he's trying to kill a child <laughs> or whatever. Um, and so this was his condition. So I wonder if he also said in the advertising, "Yeah, it needs to look like I'm the good guy here too," because um, yeah, apparently he had a lot of pull over how this movie was made. Uh, Which is
0: funny because in the original, he's like an unknown yeah. actor. Basically, he doesn't didn't speak English, uh, right. so they, all they,
1: his lines were frenetic. <laughs> uh, which is the reason yeah. why he was cast, like Cameron identified like that robotic quality in how he speaks and he was
0: uh shooting Conan at the time, the first conan sure. movie. and so he was like shooting them both at the same time, mm-hmm. and he had assumed that Conan was like gonna be like the thing he was known for and <laughs> uh someone on the set like. He like wore the Terminator like boots onto the set. Yeah, and they were like, "What's what's up with those? Like, why are you <laughs> what's wearing them?" And he's like, "There's some quote where he's like, oh, 'Oh, I'm in this like shit movie,' <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, not
1: like going to the Barbarian. <laughs> and it's like
0: a hundred percent what he's known for. Yeah. is this role? Like, yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah. he I mean, you have Predator. You have
0: like, even that's like a you know right. small. Small film relative to, to, Terminator, to Terminator, which again yeah.
1: spawned a giant, uh whole franchise. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're still making these, right? Wasn't there one Terminator Genesis?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh God.
0: Uh, there was one after that. Oh, was there it was two? Yeah, there was like Terminator four or five or something.
1: Because oh, there was the one with Christian Bale. Yes. Isn't that, that Genesis? No. No. Oh, then that the means, most recent one was yeah. Genesis. Then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Emilia yeah. Clarke. Yeah. Okay. And it
2: was. Terrible. It was bad. It was horrible.
0: All the Terminator movies after this one are bad. Oh, okay. So the Bale yeah. one had like has some redeeming. I don't think qualities three was.
2: I think three is a little underrated. It's not like great or anything, but I think Ooh, it, has I hated some, it. it has some redeeming <laughs> yeah. qualities. What happens in three?
0: Yeah, just the Judgment Day happens. Like
2: oh okay. They're like Which actually like, it's inevitable, and you just need to hole up in a shelter. And totally counter
0: the to yeah. the philosophy of two. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, actually, yeah, you have no control over your life. And,
1: well, yeah. right, because what would that movie be about if, it, if there's not a robot apocalypse? Like, what, what do you even do with this franchise? Like, that's the whole I don't, I thing. Don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't, I
1: Which is why, like, it, this feels like an end, right? Like, the end of Terminator 2 feels like a conclusion to this story. Yeah,
2: and you can easily cut off the franchise here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I, knowing that there's, like, four or five more movies after this, I'm like, where does it go from here?
0: The TV show was surprisingly good. I heard that. I enjoyed that one. Um, it and, was uh,
1: prematurely
2: canceled.
0: And uh, Lena Headey was the main actor in it. And she's great in... In everything. general.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and Summer Summer Glau played the Terminator. And she was really good in it.
1: So, Yeah, that's her post-Firefly thing, right? yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. I, I think, well, speaking of the, you know, good female actors in this franchise... Linda Hamilton is so good in this movie. She crushes it. Yeah. I don't know if she's done anything else other than you know, Sarah Connor. No, but.
0: she's still acting.
1: It, okay. But, like, I don't, like huh. nothing that, I, that you know, meets this level yeah, of there. She's there. been in, like, a Lifetime movie since... Right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and she's really <laughs> excellent here. Like, she just has a a, a com- command of the space every time she's in it, even when yeah, she's absolutely. standing next to Schwarzenegger. Like, the, the for me, my, my favorite sequence in this movie was for, like... Breakout sequence. It's, and, it's the best part of the movie. That's the best. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easily the best part of the movie. It's and,
0: it's so yeah. layered. Uh, that whole the concept is great. Yes, because you know that this is what someone who's mentally ill might say, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. And there's such a strong history of control over women and like women's emotions and like hysteria that mm-hmm. are kind of wrapped up into. The control over this character mm-hmm. um, and the fact that it's like mostly male guards and they're all like physically and sexually abusive and mm-hmm. uh, the way like medication is used and the isolation from one's family and, 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 and yeah like
1: physically constricting people and things like that yeah it's, yeah and and that at the at the same time like her kid and, and arnold are showing up to rescue her when she would have gotten out on her own just fine, yeah. <laughs> like, have they never shown up? Yeah. Which is such a great answer to the damseling this character, which they just don't do. Yeah. Um, and then, it, and then, just from a cinematic perspective, like it's just James Cameron at the absolute top of this game, like it, it, as good as anything in the alien.
0: It's. The space is like so well mapped out, and yeah. like the geographic, the geography of the scene is like so good. Mm-hmm. Like you can see like the sort of like parallel hallways and your know, characters moving, and uh, yeah, and
1: just like the, the, this door is clo- like they lock and close that bar door, and you know exactly they turn when around, open it, it and, it, and it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. In, in relation to like, and then you have the the T one thousand unit like doing his move, his big iconic move through the bars. There, it's like. You see exactly.
0: Like I, I like result. more when he's the tile and he kind of rises yeah, up
2: out of the t- tile. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's always weird... fun to see the new clever ways you can use his abilities. Yeah, and yeah, yeah,
1: and then like how that's incorporated into this you know, breakout sequence. Yeah, that was that was the best part of the movie. And
0: one of the reasons the CGI holds up actually is because he's like so mechanical mm-hmm. that it's okay mm-hmm. that his movement is weird and off. And like the when he's in more like the liquid form, it. Like this CGI being crappy is actually like fine because it like if you were to imagine what that thing would do, it would be like mm-hmm. that. Yep, right. Like it's like yeah, it's more geometric than it should be. And mm-hmm. I think they did yeah. a good
2: job emphasizing the reflections against the surface. Yes, so that makes it a lot more polished, a lot more believable. Polished in two senses, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I think that holds up pretty well. Although the Lucas Arts or whatever studio that did the CG for this like had to. Invest millions and millions to upgrade their computers it was to handle this. Groundbreaking yeah. animation. I th- think yeah.
2: They said this was the first all CG character in a movie, like ever? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Because this this was bleeding edge in terms of its CG and its special effects. Yeah, it's and an it, it kind
0: of led going. to the breakthroughs that were required for Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't have been possible to do Jurassic Park without this. Right. And, like, all the other stuff that we have now.
1: Yeah, well, but, of course, Jurassic Park, like, has its own, um, like, how it uses practical effects kind of stands apart from the other movies of that era. Yeah. That um, I think this movie, like, it has some of them, like, some of the action sequences still use plastic uh, practical effects, like the truck going over the bridge. Yeah, yeah.
0: or the motorcycle jump down into the yeah. waterway, Yeah, uh, which was just, like, holy, like, someone did that. <laughs> like, that's... Yep. That's amazing. There it is. You uh, see
2: the stunt double on the bike. Like, yeah, there. yeah. They it. slow
0: down mm-hmm. enough to like, see that it's not really Arnold, that's not him. or it's someone like wearing an Arnold mask.
2: Yeah, but
1: I don't know how they did that. That truck over the bridge, like they have to just destroy a fucking bridge, right? Oh like, uh, yeah, I'm like, pretty that's sure that's it. why it happened. Yeah, there's no other way to do that. Same thing with like shearing the top of the truck yes. under that bridge. Like they're gonna oh have yeah. To- yeah destroy a truck and a bridge <laughs> in that sequence. And yeah, that's extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, They put all that together.
0: Um, I think later in the film, there's a helicopter that flies under a bridge too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't, as far as I can tell, they just like did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they could like mat it in, but it, it looks, it looks very real.
1: Well, and that feels like something Cameron would do. Yeah. Right. Like he, like, he's that kind of ambitious and he's that kind of, you know, arrogant where you just say yeah, we'll actually shoot this thing. Yeah. You know, we'll it's but together. it's part of the
0: reason the film like still works mm-hmm. is that like this is a I mean I was reading someone else saying this on Twitter but like this the, like this is a document of like things that like people did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's more
2: believable because someone yeah. actually did it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, the only thing to believe is is the truth. And I think that, I mean, part of the other, on the other side of that coin, part of the reason I think it still holds up is that what we're, what's supposed to look otherworldly and unhuman to us, at this point, actually does look otherworldly and unhuman because the CG has not aged as, it doesn't look modern anymore. Yeah, yeah. kind of what and, I was trying to refer to earlier. Right.
0: Like, it works, like. Because of that. Because it's distancing. Right? Yeah.
1: Because it, it, yeah. it's... Yeah. And like it helps that
2: he's in human form a lot of the time. So right. it's just Robert Patrick running around.
1: Yes. Yeah. He can run. He does a lot of running yeah. in this movie.
2: He's got a very strange run. It's unsettling. Yeah. He's a robot. In, in a good way. Yeah. 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 He does a good job
0: in like a very challenging role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he doesn't say anything in the movie.
1: and no, Very few things anyway. Yeah. 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 Although this now having actually seen this movie, there is a Simpsons reference I get now that I did not get earlier uh, when they're yeah. leaving the um, the insane asylum, and he's on the back of the truck, and he has like the hooks, Yeah. and he's like crawling up the back. Like, Such a great sequence. Right. There's a there's a Simpsons bit that has the exact same thing with. Uh, crowbars and like Homer's climbing up the back yeah. of Flanders' truck <laughs> and like now I get it <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was like oh okay that's where that is this is the yeah. joke in
0: Wayne's world too where Robert Patrick stops yeah. Wayne as he's oh, driving yeah. and asks if he's seen this boy yeah yep. that's right <laughs>
1: Right, which I think I knew because I was like told yeah. that that's a Terminator cultural movie. reference yeah. but um, yeah now it's now it's even better yeah <laughs> it totally works um, but yeah there's this, this movie it shows up in a lot of other media, and I see a lot of those references now uh, that I that I had not uh, noted earlier.
0: Yeah, it's um, I I love watching this. Yeah. it's like it's so enjoyable.
2: Yeah, it's very back fun. It's very easy to watch. The, the Pretty fast paced.
0: Yeah, the only thing I noted this time around was it, it felt like the a lot of the intro stuff that like happens for this movie didn't feel necessary. Like the Faster like, Family bullshit. No, no, no. I, I thought that was fine. I, but okay. I, I want to get to the point where like the Terminators appear and we go from there. But what really happens is there's like a voiceover intro mm-hmm. that Linda mm-hmm. Hamilton voices that kind of like was like, if you didn't see the first movie, this is like the two seconds version of it. Which yeah. I
1: think is kind of necessary. Yeah. Uh, especially for 1991 audiences. I mean, this is a movie that came out six years ago yeah and right. i don't know
2: how well the first one even did it feels oh, it like it's kind kill. of obscure i don't know like i think no? the first one was a yeah yeah, was a yeah it was like a kind. monster hit i think okay yeah. never mind yeah, yeah.
1: but but like, still like home video isn't ubiquitous at this point yeah. like if you did see it, maybe you saw it six years ago. Maybe you've caught it on TV. Maybe you haven't seen it at all. I think you kind of need that intro. I think um, it's fine. And then
0: uh, there's like a somewhat extended like sequence in the future where there's all these like laser, yes. laser gun shots. And I was like,
2: you can see how bleak the future. is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I find right. the I find the robot and laser gun action to be pretty fun, and it wasn't that long.
0: It's it's not, but to to me, or, this time around it stood out as like. Not like a necessary like, get moment to it. in the film, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, what's nice about the Terminator film, both one and two, is this is a story where like the implication is like the end of the world, mm-hmm. but it's really well contained within like a handful of characters. Where like yeah. the real the real drama is like whether or not like our our character survives, and not the the end of the world is just like ancillary. To that, well, or like
1: it really personalizes an apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like yeah. the the this idea that we really can't wrap our heads around because it's just so gargantuan. Yeah, becomes reduced to an individual. Right. Right. And in that way, we can. We, it can it can have weight because it's the end of the world, but it can still feel like something that we can actually fathom because it's really about mm-hmm. this woman, this kid, whatever. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the edition that I watched, but I, I remembered. It happening like a little different where uh so Linda Hamilton's like at the park mm-hmm. and she sees like all the people playing and she's kind of like yelling and then it sort of cuts at that moment and I remember the like bombs going off then and like her being like vaporized but that actually like doesn't come back around until like sort of
2: mid-movie. So they play a clip of that at the beginning? Yeah.
0: I I vaguely remember that. I forget the exact order of scenes. Maybe this is a special edition scene. Maybe. Yeah, because it
2: kind of... I think my version had had the beginning clip of that. Yeah. No, that wasn't
0: the regular... That wasn't the the theatrical cut that I saw. Yeah, okay. Twice. It happens twice in the film. Okay. Cool. Because I wasn't
1: sure if that was like a special edition quirk. And you have like a... The swing set on fire or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, does so, that lead so into dramatic. the
2: intro where everything's on fire and they play the the yes. badass theme song? Yes. Yeah. yeah. A,
1: not not the most subtle moment. Because
2: Cameron, the
0: scene it's later awesome. when she's like having a nightmare and she like gets vaporized, like that's like very moving. But yeah. it's, it's almost like stepped on by the earlier mm-hmm. cut of that. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, for for me, she's the best part of the best performance in the movie. Oh yeah, and I think far. that mm-hmm. she she holds mm-hmm. it all together. Um, so I'm happy to just see more of her and
2: her character. It's such a physical absolutely. performance, too. Like,
0: she's, r- like, ripped in this film. <laughs> yeah. Like, like,
2: yeah. She's very intimidating. I mean, like, the first thing you see of her besides the dream clip, I guess, is, is, like, the back shot of her doing pull-ups on her bed that she flipped up. Like, how badass is that? Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. And I remember, like, as soon as, like, at the beginning of her breakout sequence, when that the creepy guard licks her face, like as soon as that happens, I'm like, That dude's a fucking goner. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is going to murder him. And that's exactly what happens. She yeah. like, beats him in the head with that with a baton or whatever. And like yeah. they don't necessarily play it as a death, but like that that'd be tough to survive. Yeah. I guess
2: I didn't keep track, but a few of the guards get like flung around by the Terminators when yes. they show up and he might have been one of them. Oh okay, I don't so remember I don't remember if that's because they all have the same uniforms. I don't, uniforms, like I don't think it's actually.
0: him. Okay. He seems like down and out. Yeah. yeah he, was, he got clobbered. So he just, just got knocked out, out. Yeah.
1: yeah. He, he, he got it good. Um, so I, I was watching this, like, in watching this movie, I was wondering if this had kind of an anti-authority ethos to it.
0: It definitely does. Right? Like the Although band- it's, there's an element to it that's a little different from the first one. In what sense? Well, in the first one, the Terminator walks into a police station and, like, slaughters, like, 30 people. Cool uh <laughs> which to today was like wow this is like <laughs> the mass shootings that we were sure, experiencing constantly yeah, was like wow this is like you could not film that you could not film this yeah. today which makes it feel like kind of out there actually mm-hmm. almost <laughs> like a grindhouse film in this version he's explicitly told not to kill People right and that avoids shooting like thirty cops <laughs> right like, like miraculously there is that but
1: like the cops are set up as adversaries throughout the big bad robot looks like a cop yeah he's a cop he just yeah. has a police officer's uniform on the whole time like they are having to defy police officers to accomplish a goal right like it feels like the thing that they're fighting against is this big like ruling you know corporation and AI and, and,
0: and John has like abusive parents too it's even right. like anti like. Family, child abuse. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. No, it's very like pro-family movie. True. I think like, actually, pro, you're right.
2: Because yeah. uh, they have the long spiel about Arnold being like a, the best possible dad.
0: Yeah, he's he's like a strong father figure, and it's all about like being a mom, really, from Lynn Hamilton. So it's about this like kind of like odd family unit that they like cobbled together, mm-hmm. and the reason they're successful is that they like work together as this like unit. Yeah. Yes, um, and that's something that like Linda Hamilton's character learns because she's like, "I'm fine. You don't need to help me." But mm-hmm. they like they need each other, and they need her to help them.
1: Right. Yeah. And and again to like form this this family unit. Right? Yeah. And then like the Schwarzenegger ends up fulfilling the ultimate role of the father by sacrificing himself to save the mother and the the son. Right. His surrogate mother and or surrogate wife, I guess, and son. Um, so yeah, I think that in that sense, you're right, it's like pushing a family first type of message. But it's also like a really... But not like a
0: conservative one. Like a here's, yeah. here's like the family that you like find and cobble together. Right. Although yeah. that is her
1: actual son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're estranged. Right. That. And they yeah. get back. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. It's not necessarily a... It's, it probably is not a conservative message here in, in any real sense. Um, and also I think we need to... Speaking of the anti-authoritarian bent of this movie, we need to give... Full credit to mullet kid.
0: Yeah, to (laughs) lying to the cops. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not ratting out his
3: friend.
1: (laughs) He didn't even hesitate. Yeah, exactly. It's like fucking Han Solo and seeing Darth Vader and just shoots immediately. He sees the cop and just like, oh, it's a cop. I better lie. (laughs) He just does. Like what is what Yeah is I saw I was like this It's cool this, this is a good Yeah And, and the really Really big mullet <laughs> They also
0: make Stealing seem cool Yes yeah. Stealing
1: is cool
2: He like hacks Into the ATM <laughs> <Right>. I'm in <laughs> do, do, do,
1: do. <laughs> like, I know For the hell That works Like here's Three hundred dollars To blow on corners. <laughs> right, yeah Let's do it And he uses The same machine Later on To break into the to the corporate say, say Yeah, I know, right? What yeah, the hell is that, right? The, yeah, he's it's freaking like corporate security. What is this object?
2: <laughs> I did think it was funny that they foreshadowed his like future military prowess by making yes. him really good at like fucking Afterburner, the arcade game. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, and just that he can hack into this machine. Yeah. Yeah, he does right. machines. He does, yeah, he can yeah. he can do the thing.
2: Yeah, um, so then he's able to hack Arnold in the future to send him back to protect him.
1: Right. Like, so how like they were they played it kind of fast and loose there. So the, did they like end up getting a disabled Arnold unit. They, uh, the assumption is that they one. like they capture a Terminator and they're able to like reprogram it. Okay, and then they also have time travel capabilities. Uh,
2: there's yeah, like a time travel machine or something. There's a time
1: travel machine. Yeah, there's okay. yeah
0: there's a structure that's like a, a time yeah. machine. Because w-
1: wasn't but, the conceit in the first one that like they had the time travel machine but it only works once?
2: It wasn't that it worked once, but okay. it was that they all like went back in time and then it all got blown up. Well, no, because they, it was they the moment we don't
0: know that though cuz yeah. the the chari- so i watched terminator 1 in, in like preparation okay. for terminator no, 2. Okay. Oh, then please some wait us. Um the what they explain <laughs> like Michael Bean's character is it Michael Bean in the first one? Yeah. yeah. He he explains that the the machine had sent a terminator back so then John sent him back and he like he volunteers to go back and then he he says that like the plan was to like destroy that facility once they sent him.
1: The one that made the time travel machine.
0: Well, the time like facility, time travel facility, but the assumption then being that like he doesn't know what occurs after he leaves. Okay, so therefore the machine might, the time machine might not have been destroyed.
1: Okay, which would make this movie possible. Okay, so that must be what happened then. Yeah. Got it.
0: Why they, like, are able to send two back, that's not,
1: like, addressed,
2: but... Yeah, or yeah. theoretically, you could argue that the events of the first movie, like, change the timeline slightly. Yeah, yeah, that
0: could happen, too, yeah.
1: And and so does that movie also explain, like, they can't send objects back?
0: Um, they can, Yeah, so they can only send uh, organic objects back.
1: Okay, so that's why everybody's naked?
0: Yeah. Yes, and <laughs> that's why also the Terminators are covered in flesh, because it, like, encapsulates, like, the underlying that's machinery. Okay.
1: Yeah. Got it. So it's like, isn't a robot an object? Like, why can that go back? But not clothing. Or yeah. yeah. You'd
2: think they could, like, wrap a plasma rifle in flesh <laughs> and send it back, but they didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Now that, that you mention it, but whatever. Right. Again, you can poke a lot of holes
1: in what's going on here. Rule of cool. Is, it, it, right. And I think I actually wrote that down in my notes. Like, this movie is just running on rule of cool. And that's why. Well, what's good about it is it doesn't like dwell on
0: these details. No, it was just like, this is what happened. Like, did it? Yeah. Well, and that's what the rule of cool is, right? Yeah. Like, if it is,
1: if it yeah. serves, if it's cooler to do it this way, let's just do it that way. Yeah. And like, James Cameron kind of leans into that.
0: Yeah. Symbol. And it works well. Like, I love the like orb that like sort of like dematerializes everything within it when they like appear. Yeah. Yes. It makes like yeah. a
2: perfect cut. It's such like an iconic visual. Yeah.
1: Well, it, well and it, it, it serves on an important cinematic function too, because we get more of it when Arnold shows up the first time, but then we see it again later on when the T one thousand unit shows up, and it's like you know what that means now. Like, you know what it means to have like this perfect cut out of the side yeah. of this shadow. Or whatever. Because I don't think
2: they do the animation the second time, right? Like, yeah, you they just show the, the aftermath. You of
1: just it. see the cut, and it's like okay, we know what this is now. Like it, it does a good job of like teaching the audience like the language yeah. of this universe. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that works well. Uh, is this your favorite Cameron movie?
2: Uh, it might be aliens. Okay,
1: That's yeah, I love aliens too. Minus Titanic. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, I love that movie.
0: Um, the first one was funny to note that um, Bill Paxton is like a street thug in yeah Term- is he? Terminator One. Yeah, oh, like Terminator One. Okay. In, in sort of the similar to the biker scene at the beginning of this movie. Okay, he's like a an eighties like street tough, and he like he gets his butt it, kicked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Paxton. <laughs> so Paxton is present in the Terminator <laughs> universe, the uh, Alien. Alien universe, and the Predator universe. Yeah. He's in Predator 2. Yeah. So yeah. one can only speculate that these are connected universes. <laughs> yeah. But and he's
1: the same guy in all of them yeah. somehow?
0: Yes.
2: Okay. He's also the only actor to be killed by all three of those characters, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's, probably,
1: that's almost certainly true. Yeah. yeah. He's probably the only actor to appear in all three of those yeah. franchises. Yeah, Schwarzenegger never got into the alien universe, right? Not yet, anyway. No. I guess there's still time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. good. Go go Paxton. Uh, he was not in Titanic, I don't believe.
0: I uh, guess he was. Go Wait, Paxton, who
1: was he in Titanic? Uh,
0: wasn't he like one of the like rich people?
1: Are you, are you thinking of Billy Zane?
0: I might be. The villain? I, I thought Paxton's in it, though. I put wrong. the necklace. I in know coat. Paxton's in I the coat on her.
1: IMDb is not loading fast enough for okay, me. Okay, no, now I'm pretty sure it, it was Billy. In fact, I know it was Billy Zane who was the villain. In no, Indiana. he's
0: in. He's in Titanic.
1: Be, who was he? Uh, uh, I guess he sorry. just gets along with. Uh, I guess he just gets along with Cameron really well. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean using for using sure True Lies that's as well, another connecting. one of my Cameron favorites. I love True Lies. True Lies, Lies, Lies is a hilarious movie. Yeah. Like that, that movie is 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 underappreciated. Yeah, And, for like sure. people don't remember it as a it, it doesn't feel like the rest of the Cameron movies, right? Yeah. Cuz like there's like a, a largeness and almost like a seriousness to his other movies. Like they're they're fun blockbuster movies. Yeah, right although
2: there. this one is it's almost a comedy. There are there's jokes in there's, it. There's a lot of humor in Terminator too. Right. But like True Lies is
1: Comic. But two true lies is <laughs> yeah. through and through a comedy. The, like, yeah. a, a comedy so artist. his character name
0: is Brock Lovett.
1: Cool, okay. that's a rich guy name.
0: Yeah, he's one of the rich people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I guess I have an excuse. He, he's obviously like not character. a main character, but he is like one of the like rich folks. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's a great movie. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But you, you, like true lies, like stands apart, I think, in in the the Cameron uh, filmography. For those, it just doesn't feel like the rest of his movies. Yeah. Right? Have you seen True Lies? Uh,
0: it's been a while. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. It's funny. Um, It's
1: good. It's probably the funniest. Isn't
0: Tom Arnold in it? Yep.
2: Is he? Okay. Yeah. Yep. He's yeah. like the CIA. Man, yes. Like, he's on his team. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I've seen it on TV for sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's probably the funniest Schwarzenegger's been like there or Kindergarten Cop. Um, it's one of it's up there, yeah. It, it is up there. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, I agree. Do you want to uh, move on to our hot take segment?
0: Uh, do you want to talk about the end of this film? Oh, a yeah, show? sure. We can, yeah. The, the thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> so. The, we are that strong. strong uh, no, I don't know if I would have gone for the thumbs up, but
1: I, I thought it was a. I remember because the, the first time I saw that it was on a, a, the internet somewhere, and I thought it was a joke. Like I thought somebody had manipulated, it, yes, manipulated an image such that that's what's <laughs> going on. And then I saw it in the screen, I was like, oh, they they actually did that. It's, it's the U two song at the end of uh,
0: this uh,
2: movie. Yes.
1: Think, yeah. Yeah. U two.
2: I but, don't really uh, mind it. I mean, they have them saying La Vista, baby," and stuff he's all throughout a the movie
0: character yeah
2: so it felt like a good like resolution to his character having like kind of developed at least a simulation of humanity at the end
1: yeah it, it felt incongruous to the rest of the tone of that sequence right because it's supposed to be like the sincere moment that's ending the movie yeah he's like making this very human choice to you know save humanity he's doing this this good deed and then i feel like the very goofy thumbs up to close it out, like kind of un, uh, undercuts that emotional beat. Um, so I don't think I would have done that. It's like the the red at the end of the Departed, right? It's like a little, little on the nose, um, but it's yeah. there. I, I,
0: I didn't love the thumbs up. I think the rest of the sequence is sweet, though. Yeah, I think it's fine. Where they, um, like, the way that they killed the T-1000 is cool. Right. And, I mean, of but,
1: course, he ends up in, like, a refinery again or whatever, just like in the first one, because apparently that's the only place you can... Factories
2: and factories, refineries. Factories and refineries. You need, right. like, a,
1: a, a metalworks to... Right, chains all over the place and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, because
2: in the first one, they crushed the Terminator with, like, an industrial press, yeah. basically, right? Right. And this one, they have to they have to melt them down.
1: Yeah. Oh, the 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 sequence where he is shattered or the T-1000 unit is shattered yeah, so cool that holds that was, up really well too that was awesome like that. yeah, yeah that it's, it's like
0: liquid fun. nitrogen and you like chips into like right and like
1: of pieces. course like the truck they run into on the highways Fucking mm-hmm. liquid nitrogen truck like, yeah yeah why, why not I, I'm sure that's how they transport although them. I
0: like that they resist like making the car that they get in cool right like yeah. it's yeah. like a really crappy truck
1: and
2: yeah and he can't even outrun a big rig full of liquid nitrogen, right? Yeah. It's like getting caught up on and run into. <laughs> yeah.
1: It says in big letters on the side of the tank, liquid nitrogen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. That's his. Oh, the other so nice.
2: sweet part
0: is when he like gets out of, he's like, take the wheel. And <laughs> Arnold like gets out of the truck and grabs a gun and just like point blank like shoots into the T-1000. Yes. Uh yeah. which causes that whole like crash sequence where it looks like they actually just like crash a big big rig. Probably not yeah. actually yeah. full of liquid nitrogen. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> uh, um I thought that was awesome.
1: It's all awesome. And, and again it, it it's like uh, communicated with good geography, like they 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 plan out cause and effect really well. And and it's another place for like the visual language that they established earlier in the movie pays off. Because it's like yes. when you shoot the T-1000 unit, this is what he does. Like this is how he responds to that, right? Yeah. yeah. So and, they've
2: shown repeatedly that he can be like temporarily disabled because right. he has to react to the bullets and like recover from them. Right. So it, of-
1: and so it manages the tension of that sequence really well yeah. because it it you, it you doesn't treat that as a tension releasing moment, right? Like Because you know that this is just a temporary fix to what's going on here. You know he's coming he's back, coming back. And, uh, so he like, maintains that. When
0: John attitude. hears his uh, Lynn Hamilton calling, mm-hmm. too, you're like, ah, oh, it's, it's actually the team of <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that that was good. Um, the the bit where he does the, the foster mom thing um, and has the, the pullback to—he's
0: killed the foster dad. Killed,
1: <laughs> killing the foster dad—that was dad so cool. Was very good. Um, again, yeah, just,
2: but it was also a funny reveal to find out that it was just the two terminators talking to each other. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's <laughs> so clever. pretending to be people, and and that was a pretty you know clever trick that the that Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls, where he gives yeah. the dog the, the the wrong name. Yeah, like I, I didn't I didn't know I was capable of that kind of concept complex trickery
0: yeah and they set up well the that the dogs react to terminators because like the dog in the back is yes. just like going nuts right yeah yeah right.
2: that was a big thing in the first movie as well they yeah. use dogs as terminator detectors really yeah. okay because yeah, the dogs that. like wig out at like the sort of uncanniness of the terminators i guess yeah, okay yeah. i guess that another Makes um sense.
0: it's explained explicitly in the first one yeah really he, really no, no but it's funny he's like we use dogs to uh, search for ter- terminators yeah. so. okay Made and then the, right. there again there's like another like mass shooting sequence in that film where the terminator like comes into like a bunker and like the in dogs the like freak out okay and then he just like starts shooting everybody <laughs> they'll yep. do a lot of like like, mass shooting references in the first one.
1: Okay, and it's been a while since I've seen it, but I believe Yeah, it,
0: it, it feels, like, very visceral in a way that, like, this movie avoids. I mean, that movie is also, like, very gun-focused. Okay. Um, which, there, there obviously, there's a ton of guns in this one, but the, that one feels like it, it doesn't negotiate well its relationship to guns. Mm-hmm.
2: They do have a whole scene where the Terminator goes gun shopping. Yeah. Which <laughs> I find kind of funny. Yeah. He <laughs> tries to buy like a plasma rifle in the forty watt range. Okay, that's right.
0: Yeah, and he like names all these guns that he's like buying,
2: he and the like yeah. gun
0: guys like impressed. He's like, "Well, you like know your guns." And he's like,
1: <laughs> "Here it is, over the counter." <laughs>
0: yeah, and then he's like, "Well, he, well this one has like a five day waiting period,"
2: and uh, and Arnold just like shoots it. He does. <laughs> <First guns. laughs> just but like, and I, I love that the gun guy goes like, "Hey, you can't do that." And he goes, "Wrong!" Shoots <laughs> yeah. So he gets in his little, little one liners, even as a Terminator. I can do that.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. With the sort of like mass murdering that the first movie gets into, is like largely avoided in this one because John is like, don't don't kill humans. Well, and they and they yeah. se-
1: one of the ways they set off the villain is that he doesn't need guns, right? That he's yes. imper- essentially impervious to bullets. That he mostly kills people with like blades, uh, arm swords, yeah. and stuff like yeah. That 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 kind of separates him from the. Older model that needs this external implement in order to to kill effectively. Yeah, um, so I, I, that might be a byproduct of what you're talking about here. Yeah, but
0: I, I still think that like the first one doesn't negotiate its like relationship to guns well, where it's oh, like, I'm not, it, it I'm seems to that. be like a like a tongue in cheek. Like, hey, isn't this like crazy that he's buying like a machine gun? But it's the critique of, like isn't strong enough mm-hmm. there, and yeah, it was interesting to rewatch. Okay. Yeah, I, but the I, politics of the second movie are like great versus the first one, which is more just like a. Um, well,
1: they're probably not thinking about. It. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This, yeah. Like, the politics in this movie don't feel that intentional. Like there is, uh, I think, uh, an anti-authoritarian bent to it to a, a certain extent, but it feels like an anti-authoritarian bent of like, you know, a middle schooler, right, where you don't like teacher, and I, which is fine. Right, but I don't think I, they don't drive it home in a way that I think they could have, and you know I, I, that's not Cameron's goal, and I don't think that's ever been his goal in his movies. He's, I don't think he really has a, a political perspective on a lot of things, which is why the politics of his movies are just so all over the place because um, he just like makes political statements accidentally. This
0: one might be like his strongest film, like politically, because <laughs> the Avatar is like so ham and like what it's trying to say.
1: Well, it, it's Hamperson was trying to say, and the solution yeah. at the end of Avatar is like the people who make war better are the are the victors, right? Like violence is still the answer. Yeah, to, to that movie. And, um,
0: and then I don't detect like a discernible politics in his other films. I haven't seen True Lies in a long time. I mean, maybe Titanic maybe was...
1: has a class politics to it, right? Like the rich people are shitty, and the poor people are not shitty. But like, and it's like bad to be poor because you drown. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, Again, because
0: your rich girlfriend pushes you off a door. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So no, that's not that what happens. They
1: established in the movie that Jack tries to get on the door and it starts to capsize. So he so he volunteers to get off. It doesn't. It can't support it, it, the structural integrity of the door. Cannot support them all of them, And the movie shows that. <laughs> I
0: feel like we need a
2: Mythbusters on the door. I, I'm pretty happened. sure they actually Wait, did it on Myth. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, did it work? Yeah. I think that it held both people, but the problem is like getting both people onto the. The door without the door sinking
1: oh okay and the, within the reality of that movie they're very clear that they cannot both be on the door they yeah. definitely the first <laughs> thing they do is try to bolt it up that. yeah so like this critique is is bullshit <laughs> but they're very clear about this all right all right
2: i i really like the the nuke dream sequence uh that's always been really affecting for me because it's, it's, it's so incredible. vivid and i think i've read that it's supposed <laughs> to be a fairly accurate depiction of what people think A nuclear explosion would actually look like okay um and i i mean it looks a lot like some of the test footage that you see right it's kind of based off of that of course yeah um but like it's pretty well done it's very devastating and terrifying and i feel like some of the most common nightmares i have are of like getting nuked and a lot of that must be being must have been sparked by watching terminator so much and playing fallout so much um, but I feel like I have a better feel of that imagery because it is seen. Yeah. So yeah. it comes up in my dreams a lot.
0: It's yeah, it's intense. Cause she like is set on fire and then it's like yeah, the, the just the remaining skeleton is like, such a strong image. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: That's not how you want to go. <laughs> no. On fire. That's, no. that's not how I would.
2: Although
0: oh, it's yeah. clearly very fast if it happens. So. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's I the guess. point Yeah, and I really like the "no fate, but what we make" quote. I just think that's a really, really nice quote.
1: Right, but then the, don't they contradict it in all the subsequent movies? Well, you can ignore. Well, that. I mean, that's yeah. the problem with the sequels. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, because like clearly the message of the sequels is you are fated to certain things. No, I mean, yeah. the
0: message of sequels is like, isn't it cool that we have, like, a robot to shoot people? Okay, fine, yes.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: Um, the the one with Christian Bale, like, tried to be clever, but it felt, like, really all over the place.
2: I don't think yeah. it was very clever, and it had so many, like, cringeworthy moments. Yeah. Like, one of their allies finds out that he'd been a Terminator the whole time. Like, a silent situation? No, it's,
0: like with Battlestar it's like yeah, a so Battlestar so yeah situation. oh yeah I, just didn't I thought you silence I didn't, I didn't oh, okay. hear what okay. you had said yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah it's that
1: okay Got yeah
2: it. yeah but then he's like you know contending with whether he's a good guy or not and he's like tied up because obviously he's a Terminator and they're not mm-hmm. gonna trust him right and then right. like one of the like human survivors is a woman who's like fallen in love for him or something over the course like of the movie he's a robosexual. and she lets him go and and then like he like flees and like that part was so infuriating okay. yeah it
0: was it was so unclear what the I think it's Sam Rockwell like what that character was supposed to do Sam Worthington I think his name Worthington yeah
1: I was gonna say Sam Rockwell's in this movie yeah. <laughs> I watched that
2: <laughs> he's, a, he's a he's a pole but yeah it it was a mess there were a few cool action scenes and some good art design but yeah meh.
0: yeah uh Wilson, you have a hot found take. A, a hot take we have a hot take here too
1: okay so part of the part of the reason I picked this movie was for this hot take um because it was written by David Foster Wallace <laughs> so interesting, yeah, so this is a short ish piece by his standards. It runs six pages with footnotes <laughs> um half of that is footnotes because it's uh, David Foster Wallace. He, he wrote this about six years after um, Terminator 2 came out. So I, I believe this was published in 1997. So it's not exactly contemporaneous with, with the movie, but it is contemporaneous enough. The content of the piece is like actually relatively middling. Like His critique is that it's just at what he calls FX porn. That there isn't really a difference between movies like this that that exist because there's the technology to make them exist and actual pornography, helped together by loose scenes and things like that. I think that. History has shown, and that's how we have shown during this discussion, that he's wrong, right? Like, that, that really, that's not how these movies function, that there is more going on here, that there is a skill to creating a, a good effects, period, and, like, employing them in effective action yeah. sequences and so forth. Sure. Um, so it is interesting to me that a writer like David Foster Wallace, who is so steeped in pop culture, and who spent so much time absorbing it and studying it and critiquing it would have this conventional and old man style take <laughs> of, of Terminator 2. Um, so I, I have a couple snippets here, and I will just uh, start at the, at the opening. 1990s movies, moviegoers. Movie who have sat clutching their heads in both awe and disappointment at movies like Twister and Volcano and The Lost World can thank James James Cameron's Terminator 2 Judgment Day for inaugurating what's become the decade's special new genre of big-budget film, special effects porn. Porn, because if you substitute effects for intercourse, the parallels between the two genres become so obvious they're eerie. Just like hardcore cheapies, movies like Terminator 2 and... Jurassic Park aren't aren't really movies in the standard sense at all. What they really are is half a dozen or so isolated spectacular scenes, scenes comprising maybe 20 or 30 minutes of riveting, sensuous payoff strung together by another 60 to 90 minutes of flat, dead, and off his often hilariously insipid narrative. He goes on like (laughs) that for another couple pages.
0: That is a hot take.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Not only does he knock Terminator 2, but also a throwaway Jurassic Park... uh, Yeah. Easily one of the best action movies of all time. Oh,
0: yeah. Easily. Yeah. 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 Movies, (laughs) period. Yeah.
1: yeah. Certainly. So, I mean, he continues later on where he comes up with the incredibly unnovel theory that as you increase the budget of a film, you decrease the quality of the film because the studios need to play it safe, and da 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 da, da. Which, I mean, to a certain point, I think we have seen that play out, but it's certainly I not. Know,
0: like Lord of the Rings comes to mind, that's like right. great films, of large- yeah.
1: Yeah, like there's uh, many, many counter examples. This, this, mo- this article was written prior to Titanic, but he says that Titanic is probably gonna suck because it has a, a giant budget. And it went on to win more Academy Awards than not any other movie <laughs> until that point. Um, well he he also wrote an article
0: about uh, David Lynch. Well David Lynch is like filming He's written a few articles
1: about David Lynch. Well,
0: he wrote one I think it's called David Lynch's Loses His Head or something. Yes. And it's um whichever. It's during the filming of uh, Mulholland Drive where he like goes out and he meets Lynch and, and t- <coughs> talks about his like filmography and mm-hmm. sort of what went wrong in in, in Lynch's move, uh, and I, I think he comes to a somewhat similar conclusion in that like the version of Dune that Lynch did was kind of like a turning point in his career mm-hmm. and you know, Lynch hated it because, like, the studio co- took control over it and he, like, didn't have control over his own mm-hmm. art and then from then on sort of, like, exited the studio system and just made, like, capital A art films. And Wallace seemed to regard that as, like, a a good and like, strong choice for David Lynch. So it's, like, a similar but, but argument that he's making in, in this one. Right. Yeah. Very similar because yeah.
1: he has a, a Numerous paragraphs where he goes on and on praising the first Terminator movie. He says this huh. was a, a smaller budget, modest film, younger film writer or filmmaker, you know, a star that was selected because he was right for the role, not because he made demands of the studio, things like that, or because he was a box office draw. And he has a very long sequence where he break, pretty much breaks down the entire plot and says like why this one is really good and Terminator 2 isn't like that. Um, so. That seems to align with his view of Lynch in that once he starts getting more money, the the quality declines. Yeah, I mean,
0: there there is something to be said for, like, the practicality of, like, having a small budget where you have to, like, cut corners Mm -hmm. to, like, make things work. And that can be charming and interesting. Um, But... I mean, that's just wrong in in this case, right? Yes. Like Terminator One is just a vastly inferior film to the right. Sequel. Terminator.
1: if I, were, I think if I were watched that movie, which I haven't done since I was in middle school, I probably would like it a lot more than I did back then. It probably does hold up pretty well, but
0: it's it's fine, and it has some like, but the you know the effects don't hold up as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the budget's obviously like shorter, and it, it's it's very 80s in that it's like, you know, it's. Current day Los Angeles, but it feels like the apocalypse because like trash is everywhere and it's like always <laughs> shot at night and
1: yeah. Well, and you have DFW here, who was certainly a product of the '80s. Like that was his adolescence, yeah, and like when he probably was consuming the most or the pop culture that influenced his life the most. Um, so, and, and the other reason I selected this piece is that not only has he written on big budget film before, like with these Lynch pieces. He's written on pornography before as well. Yeah. Right. So Big Red Sun is one of his more famous works where he went to the ABNs in uh, in Vegas and he wrote a very lengthy piece about porn culture essentially.
0: (laughs) And just how gross it is. Right. And yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is like his ultimate conclusion is just like everything's gross. Like Vegas is gross. The food there is gross. The AVNs are gross. The people here are gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the behavior, everything.
1: Yeah. Um, and so it seems like these are both areas that he's very fascinated in and very repulsed by. Um, and you have like this uh, incongruity in, in how he consumes media, right? Like this, this is the man who is curious, shitting on Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park and, and all these big budget movies. But he also refused to have a television in his house because he thought he would become addicted to it. And then he wrote a twelve hundred page book about that, right? Like <laughs> this is, I think, a good example of like the trauma that media and popular media visited upon David Foster Wallace. And this is the product we get. And then later, and you know, this is this is post Infinite Jest, which is the 1200 1, page book about. TV addiction and It seems like he hasn't gotten over it. Right? It seems like Infinite Jest just did not resolve that question for him and that is kind of like what that book was about um, and That is interesting to me because he's still talented and he's still smart and he's still written like really powerful work that I, I think well, a lot of people still reference two days um, including infinite jest and that he can't see the value in something like Terminator 2 or Jurassic Park, or I imagine Titanic eventually, <laughs> like is so troubling and fascinating to me.
2: Yeah, maybe he's just too distracted on hating the effects that he doesn't look for the plot.
1: Right, well, and... and, and I, I, that's what I want to chalk it up to, and I think that's really what he chalks it up to. That's what he thinks is going on here as well, but I wonder if there's something else because Terminator 1 had plenty of effects, right? Like that, that movie yeah. like, had plenty of big-budget sequences and he liked yeah.
2: Wait, yeah. so what is this actual comparison between Terminator 1 and 2? Because I think plot-wise, there's a lot of similarity there.
1: Okay, well, I can find the sequence here and I will read it to you. Um, <laughs> It's not that T2 is totally plotless or embarrassing, and it does admittedly stand head and shoulders above most of the effects porn blockbusters that have followed it. It's rather that T2, as a dramatic narrative, is slick and cliché and calculating, and in some, an appalling betrayal of 1984's The Terminator. T1, which was James Cameron's first feature film and had had a modest budget, was one of the one or two best U.S. action movies of the entire 1980s was a dark and breathlessly kinetic, near brilliant piece of metaphysical ludicism. Recall that it's AD 2027 and that there's been a nuclear holocaust in 1997, and from here he just basically summarizes the entire plot sure, that, of T1.
0: It's that, just so wrong. Like the what's great about two is the plot is so much better. Like the Linda It's more fleshed out. Linda Hamilton's character has so much to do like in the first one she's just like she does have like have some agency, but right here, like it works because of her character and like what happens to her character. Yeah,
2: and there's that compelling yeah. turn of like trying to prevent the future rather than accepting it. Yeah. and like you know, riding the wave into it. Right, right? like that like st- st- aspect of it.
1: There comes a point where they they stop running and start yeah. like acting. Yeah, right, and yeah, that's meaningful, right? Like that's a character. Yeah. Yeah. that's a character <laughs> beat. That is. This, this feels like a
0: more plausible critique of like. The Avengers movies say, but some of them, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, whereas, uh,
1: and he probably would have that critique of the Avengers. Oh, yeah, right? Like, if if he had survived to see them like that, and he did survive to see some of them, like that (laughs) would almost certainly be his opinion of them, yeah. Um, especially if that's his opinion of Terminators,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I guess like what bothers me about this take is that, like. I don't. I don't know. As like a young person when I first saw this movie, there's something like really like film magical about this film, mm-hmm. where like impossible things are shown to be real in yeah. this film. And Jurassic Park is the same. Like mm-hmm. they that brought to life dinosaurs in a way that just ne- never been done before, yeah, and or it was or sense. yeah, or, or since <laughs> yeah. and that to yet yeah, to say that those are like hollow films just feels like totally sort of soulless or like lo- like losing the trick
2: like he's just saying yeah. that fun and immersion aren't worthwhile because you're not exploring some deep like philosophical ideas or anything like yeah. that. yeah this feels like
0: someone who's trying to um, just like contradict the main narrative about these films
1: out of yeah. being yeah. smart yeah yeah which <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. I I don't I don't read DFW as a contrarian. Really,
0: but this is a pretty but this is a
1: contrarian take. You're absolutely correct, but I, I, I don't think that that's his mo.
0: Yeah, like, I'm I'm generally not bothered by takes like that, but I
1: you seem know. a little bothered by this one. This one,
0: yeah, I think he's because I just think he's wrong, like, yeah, yeah. they're. they're He's, like, purposely not enjoying a film that's actually, like, really great. Right, well, Like, he's he, ruining it for himself.
1: Yeah, and he does have kind of an addedonia thing, right? Like, yeah. that that's what uh, supposedly fun thing I'll never do again is about, right? Like, how it's supposed to be this pleasurable, this experience of pure pleasure, and he, like, cannot engage in that, right?
0: That's, like, all of his writing, though, right? Because, like, even the one about, like, the lobster fest in Maine, like, he... uh it's, like, Consider the Lobster, I think yeah. is the name of the essay. Yes. It's about, like, how he can't I- enjoy that experience because, like, morally it's, like, very troubling to him and, like, yeah. It, and he, like, just,
1: explores it in very careful depth. Very. Where he, like, starts talking about, like, the nature of pain. Yeah. And, like, how pain may or may not align with certain external signifiers. Yeah.
0: I, I, I feel like I try to, like, cut people like that out of my life where it's, like, no, let's just, like, enjoy things and not not do <laughs> right but i spy. mean
1: on the other hand his points about cruise ships and supposedly fun thing read is relatively valid his point about sure. lobsters read is relatively valid the one about the um the state fair in illinois like there's some truth to what he's talking about here i don't think that's here i don't think that's in this essay yeah. Right. And so maybe maybe he is a contrarian and I just agree with him often I mean, the, here. the
0: best article I've read about cruise ships was this uh, New York Times reviewer who...
1: You've read another article about cruise ships yeah. other than <laughs> supposedly the, funny. There's
0: thing. a great uh, New York Times review of like a Disney cruise where the reviewer just like at the top was like, I, you know, I'm going to hate this experience because it's a <laughs> Disney cruise for families. Which Why has, did he go? Um, and then is just like totally charmed by the whole thing. Really? Okay, yeah. well, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Like, he just went in at, like as
1: David Foster Wallace, basically. And Almost was just like, Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. Like, okay, and it feels yeah. like criticism, especially film criticism, is moving in that direction, right? Like, where you're not, you're seeing reviewers, even big reviewers, giving positive reviews more often because they're just going to movies that they like. Right? Like, they're not assigning well, people. Well,
0: there, there is some controversy around this because, like, the... Disney is known to, and, and the yes. studios are known to like give special viewings to reviewers and over time like they've trended more positively right. in I, I a mean, way that seems like they're bribing the reviewers.
1: You can assume that the reviews for the giant blockbuster Disney movies are inflated.
0: Right? Oh yeah, like, for sure.
1: But like outside of that even I think that we're starting to see smaller films get better reviews because the reviewing outlets are identifying that we should send critics here that actually like these kind of movies, right? Right. Like they might have something more interesting to say about it, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that we've seen that trend in general in film criticism recently, which is a good thing, right? Outside of the giant Disney, you know, behemoth.
0: Yeah, I think we've also seen like a lot of like reevaluation of like counterculture movies. And so movies that are now like, uh, you know, sort of mimicking Things that would have like fallen into like a counter culture mm-hmm. category in the past um, would are, are different now. So what comes to mind to me is um, the movie Mandy that like Nick Cage was in, which is sure. like total grindhouse film. Doesn't really have a plot. Mm-hmm. There's a chainsaw fight in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I think would have been slaughtered in reviews in say like ten years ago
1: or like when DFW. Yeah, this. and.
0: Yeah. Uh, and now it's actually, like, very well-rated because like people, have like, appreciate its connections to, like, you know, 80s and 70s grindhouse films and, mm-hmm. and, and just I think, that it's, like, doing something different.
1: Like, and we're seeing like, now a generation of film critics that I think grew up with the Internet, yeah. had access to all of these movies growing up, and now are, like, that's their film language and that's their film history is, is grindhouse movies because they, you know, dug it up on the Internet or they went to whatever last remaining... <laughs> Video rental stores, there, there still were, right? And I, I, I think that that has shifted the conversation in a good way to em- embrace genre in the same way that you would see New Wave guys embracing genre back in the seventies. Yeah, or films things.
0: that are like challenging for the view- reviewer are like now more appreciated. Mm-hmm. I think. like Mandy, I think mm-hmm. is a, is a good example of that. Right, so. well, it
1: doesn't just have to be challenging in the way that art house movies are challenging. Right. Yeah. Right. Like there's a new, there's a broader range of what challenging an audience means. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're wrong, DFW. Yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> got him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> Some 20 years later. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, he also got me tooed recently, and uh, oh yeah, I so saw that. Yeah, yeah, really, It was like,
1: oh, of course, right? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, it turns yeah. out he was like a stalker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, did you see End of Tour? At the end of the tour, uh, I don't know. Um, that knows? was the, the like quasi DFW biopic where Jason Segel played DFW. Oh, I forgot all about this. Yeah, I did see it, and I think that movie has a good number of problems, but it does like touch on that thing. Really? Yeah, where it, it, he has like some kind of I don't know proprietary attitudes towards towards women, and it's like kind of portrayed as like a lecherous flirt sometimes. And, like, it's not a major plot point, but, like, it touches on it. Like, there's a couple moments. Huh. And, like, I was reminded of that when this, when this came out about DFW a few months ago or last year or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Our next pick is Charles's pick. Charles, what are we going to watch?
2: I would like to pick Sunshine. Okay. I feel like this is a movie that comes up a lot in online discussions. More I'm Danny Boyle. Very yeah. curious about it. Also, it's sci-fi, so it doesn't hurt. It sure
1: is okay. So that's Danny Boyle, Chris Evans, uh, Cillian Murphy. It's a good cast. Yeah, cool. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we will be back next week for Sunshine. In the meantime, you can find us on places where podcasts are typically found: uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, etc. <laughs> We're uh, how have you not seen that? If you're liking the show, sharing it with your friends helps. Commenting helps. Suggestions for movies that you want us to talk about also helps. We, we are happy to hear that stuff. Um, we appreciate uh, you listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week for Sunshine.